you mentioned before that you write you, uh, you write your songs, is that? Yes, I write all my music. Okay, so can you take me through the creative process? Like, how does that, sure. how does that come to be? Um, so now, uh, what I'll do is, um, usually I'll have like a beat, so just kind of like an instrumental of something, and like, just close your eyes, and you just kind of feel it out. Um, and at first, you just kind of like, establish like a, a loose form of a melody, you know? So you pick out notes that you know fit in the key and you just kind of like take it to where you go. Sometimes I'll record it. Like I have like a little at home, like mic and like system um, that I use. Um, and I'll record it sometimes or sometimes like I'll just like have my, I, I like writing like paper and pen. Yeah. Um, Old school. So, yeah. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> yeah, so I just have like my little <laughs> leather notebook and I just write in that. Um, so yeah, so then I just kind of think about how the song, like how the instrumental like just makes me feel and I really like, I guess, contextualize it. Um, and uh, yeah, and then like from there, the words come and like as I, I guess as I get more familiar with what I have, I just develop it further and further and further. Okay. Just get it to the level that I feel, okay, it's done. This is where, this yeah. is where it should be. Yeah. Do you work with other people in terms of the instrumentals and, uh, and laying down those yeah. tracks? Yeah, so um, my EP um, was executive produced by Zonelle. Okay. Um, she is an amazing pr uh, producer. Um, who lives in the city for yeah, now. She's in Toronto? She's in Toronto, yeah. Um, she's great, and I just really enjoyed working with her. She is also a woman, which yeah. you don't really find very often. In the music um, business? With producers. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice to have like that sisterhood that we built through music. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of late nights, and uh, it was great. It was It was great. So... It was it was a lot easier to have someone right there, so I could just be like, I need this change, and I'm very particular, so I'll just say, I need this change, and she dealt with a lot with me, yeah. <laughs> a lot. But you know, I'm thankful and um, I'm happy with how it came out, and um, yeah. To our first-time listeners, to our part-time visitors, and to our ardent subscribers, wherever or whenever you may be tuning in, I'd like to say good morning, good day, or good evening, and welcome to a very special episode of 54 Lights. My name is Kentwani Mwase. Fifty Four Lights is a show that's dedicated to celebrating the lives and projects of Africans and people of African descent throughout the globe. With that said, I must say that if you're interested in learning new things, this show is for you. If you're curious about how seemingly ordinary people lead extraordinary lives, then, you guessed it, this show is for you. You needn't be African to enjoy the show. All shades welcome.
I mentioned earlier that today's episode is very, very special. It is so for two reasons. First of all, we are broadcasting this live from the Eaton Center in downtown Toronto, thanks in no small part to our friends at CF Toronto and our friends at North Strategic. Thank you all for accommodating us and giving us access to this fantastic space where artists and small businesses can showcase what they've got. The second reason today's episode is very special is our guest, Kibra Tesfe. Kibra may be the best kept secret in music. She's a rising star in Toronto's music scene, but her ascent is inevitable. And fortunately for us, quite imminent. If you look her up online, you'll be greeted with some pictures and a few examples of her work. It'll be clear that she's got talent. But come this September, the world will start to see just how spectacular her voice is. Finally. Kibra, welcome to 54 Lights. Here, in part, is our conversation. I think maybe I want to start at the beginning, Kibra. Uh, if you could give me your full name, if there's a middle name in there. Um, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. You're pronouncing it perfectly. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's all there is to it. Uh, yeah, so. perfect. Uh, and what, if anything, it means? Um, you know, for a long time, my, my family told me that my name means bright. So that's kind of like what I've been going off of. Um, but I did some more research and <laughs> I was gonna that's say you... not what it means. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've got like I've seen everything from like like I, I know a lot of like Arabic speakers that have told me like it means like big and bold and like I've also seen like jungle, like wow. so okay. I mean I was named after my grandmother, so I guess that was more of the reasoning rather than the meaning of the name, but where are you from? So I was born here in Toronto, okay. um, but my family is from Eritrea. Eritrea, yeah. okay. Just a quick question. Is Kibra a common name in Eritrea? It's not very common, okay. but it definitely like comes from that region. Um, I've met people that have felt that it was familiar um, in the Middle East and mm -hmm. like Turkey mm -hmm. and those types of places, um, but there definitely is like a few Eritreans that are named that Kibra that, as well. Share that yeah. name. Okay, very, yeah. very cool. I'm really curious to know what your connection is to Eritrea in particular. Do you visit it at all? Is like, is, Do you still have family there, or are you quote-unquote purely Canadian? Um, I still feel a very strong tie um, to the continent. My, my mom was raised in Ethiopia, um, so that's where I've traveled to, and I have like a lot of like my like first cousins and aunts and uncles that live there. So um, I definitely like I can only speak Amharic. I can't speak the language native to uh, Tigrinya so okay. too well. Um, so I and like it's it's there was a lot of tension between Those Ethiopia and Eritrea, and like For we sure. finally made peace. You know, it's just really nice because I've felt like a connection to both um, nations mm -hmm. and you know like I'll never neglect one for the other just right. because of um, 
my connections to those places. I've never been to Eritrea, but I have been to Ethiopia like a long time ago, but I loved it. I remember everything about it. Um, and I definitely would love to go back and also visit Eritrea once timing is right. For sure. Yeah. And I think you, you touched on something which is really interesting. So I was born in Ethiopia and mm -hmm. I know that there was, uh, you know, when, when the separation happened with, the, with Eritrea, there was quite a lot of uh, tension between the two countries. Oh, yeah. You know, I think it still exists, but it's far better now. And I think both governments are working towards it. So this is not mm -hmm. a political podcast, but yeah. <laughs> um, really interesting that you noticed or uh, appreciate the connection to both. Um, with that said... If I were to ask you, where's home, what would you answer? I mean, I was born and raised here. I've never moved. I've literally, all my schools have been on the same street. Like, my okay. elementary school was here, my high school was here, and then my university was here. So, um, I definitely feel, like, a very strong connection to, like, my literal home. Right. And, like, just Toronto in general. Um, but... I don't feel like if I were to go back home, like, I don't think that, I mean, I hope not. Like, I don't think I'd feel too out of place, especially just because of um, how much family mm -hmm. and familiarity there is there. You know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you today really was, um, you know, I was, I was connecting to you and our paths crossed, and I, I ended up looking you up online, and I found your music. And it just struck me. And I wasn't, you know, I was at home sort of doing something and I wasn't really paying attention. And I just sort of hit play and turned around. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I turned back and I just, you know, I was just sort of immersed in your voice. So would you mind singing just a little bit of anything maybe off the top of your head? Um, um, just introduce sure. maybe the audience to, uh, to Kibra. Um, sure. Uh, we could do like... We could do one of my original songs. Sure, I like that. that. Yeah, I like that. Um. Baby, tonight you'll see just how it's worth it. I'll show you what you're working with for the rest of your life. I'll always try. Oh, baby, today you'll know I'm here forever. So for better, babe, I'm yours and you're mine. The best love ain't blind, cause baby, I see you. What got you into music? Oh, um, at a very, very, very young age, uh, like, I started singing before I could talk, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, um, like, I remember like watching like video footage of like me trying to like teach my friends like open your mouth like you have to do it like this and like I wasn't any good but you know I was there at every talent show <laughs> you know yeah um, just kind of doing my thing but um, I was also just like put into uh, piano at a very young age as well okay. I think I started when I was like three years old um, so that definitely, I think, helped uh, develop my ear. And I just had like a, I've always had just like a natural love for music okay. as a whole. Um, and you know, like, I feel like I've finally realized that this is probably one of the only ways I could feel fulfilled in my life is if I do music. So that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Interesting, that was actually gonna be my next question is that, you know, I know a lot of people who like sing in the shower or sing around their mm -hmm. house. Um, I have a daughter, she, she's 
I think has got a great voice, but I'm obviously biased, but I think she does have a great voice. <laughs> I'm sure but, she does. Um, wh when did you make that transition to, hey, I'm just sort of fooling around and singing around the house or around my friends or in plays or whatever to like, hey, I, there's something here and I want to make something of this? I think in high school, um, I had a vocal teacher, her name was Miss Russo, and she kind of like heard me sing like in vocal class and was like very mad that I didn't audition for the talent show. Right. Because uh, it was high school and I was new and I um, didn't really feel at most comfortable like like I did in my elementary school that I was I was there for like 10 years, right? Yeah. But she definitely um, helped me realize that I had something there um, and really pushed me to the forefront of a lot of like the things that we were doing in the class and just kind of took extra time to like teach me certain things. But I still kind of didn't really understand that I could make my own music. I was very much just writing poetry and then singing covers. Mm -hmm. That was kind of what I was doing and I was performing and had a couple gigs here and there and that's just kind of like what I did for a long time. And then I was like, you know what? Like there's something here. I actually like just write my own music like what am I doing like you know um and yeah like I just kind of um met the right people for the time and um just kind of went from there just moving from there yeah your, your support system around you your family your friends um mm -hmm. your teachers how's the reaction at home so, so to speak and with the friends too yeah so at home um surprisingly the reaction was very positive. My mom's very happy about me doing music. I mean, I'm sure she would love it if I was a doctor, but uh, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, she's extremely supportive, like more than I could ever ask for. Um, and my uncle, who's like been my father figure my whole life, yeah. um, is extremely supportive as well. Um, you two are close as well? You're very close. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like my dad, okay. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so he's been very supportive in every way. And I feel very, very grateful for that because I know that coming from an African household, there's a lot of pressures to not really follow the arts and just kind of like do the generic doctor, yeah. lawyer kind yeah. of thing, engineer. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm like very thankful that like, you know, they've supported me. And I mean... My friends are amazing. I got, a, I got a random question for you about, you know, what you just did now. And, and even as you were growing up in, in music, did you ever have stage fright or like, I know oh, some... I still do to this day. Really? Absolutely. Okay. I don't think that'll ever leave me. Yeah. So it keeps me alive. <laughs> that's interesting. So how do you, how do you confront that? How do you overcome that? Um, for people who really, really know me, I think they can kind of see it sometimes. Okay. Um, but, like, when you make a decision to do something, you kind of have to take all that comes with it. And I love performing, but it makes me very, very nervous. So all that happened was that I just practiced and practiced and practiced, and I did a bunch of coffee houses and showcases, and I just did everything. Um, and I just kind of like did not really allow it to be exposed as much despite being nervous. And there's certain spaces that'll make me more nervous than others. Okay. Um, but I mean, yeah, I just, I just kind of 
suck it up, to and be honest. Just go through it. <laughs> yeah. Do you work with other people in terms of the instrumentals and, uh, and laying down those yeah, tracks? Yeah, so um, my EP um, was executive produced by Zonelle. Okay. Um, she is an amazing pr uh, producer um, who lives in the city for uh, now. She's in Toronto? She's in Toronto, yeah. Um, she's great, and I just really enjoyed working with her. She is also a woman, yeah. um, so it was really nice to have like that sisterhood that we built through music um, and you know we had a lot of late nights and uh, it was great it was it was great you know it's, it's a bit of a silly question but I want to know like what does music mean to you is it is it a is it a, a, a vehicle for entertainment are you trying to get a message out is it both is it just you want a you want a music track like what does it so mean to to Kibra the reason why I decided to pursue music is just because I felt it was um, the easiest way for me to get certain messages out. I, I felt like it was a way that allowed me to not neglect different parts of my world, I guess, um, whether it be like academia, whether it be like my connection with where I'm from in Toronto, whether it be um, my connection to the continent, my connection to my blackness. Um, I felt like music was um, or is a vehicle that I can really propel the messages that I've created through being in these worlds. And I'm a very opinionated person, so um, I just, I, I, I like to get these things out, whether they're subtle or explicit. Um, and I also just, you know, just want to make people feel good. Right. I, I love writing a good love song, you know. Um, and yeah, that's just pretty much, pretty much it. Yeah. With the, you've got an upcoming video, mm -hmm. and I guess single coming out. Yeah. Um, it, well, it was it, the singles are the song is already out. It was it was actually the song that I just sang now. Nice. Okay. Um, it's called the best love ain't blind. And um, I'm very, very excited for it. It took me three days to shoot this video. Wow. Uh, it's did like you a, shoot that locally? Yes, I did shoot it in uh, Toronto. It was a lot of work. I had to coordinate about 60 people, including children. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot that went into that. And um, it should be released for September 19th, which is my birthday. Ah. So I'm excited about it, yeah. Happy early birthday and happy Thank early you. release of... Is it your, it's your first video? Uh, it's my first video I'm putting out, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's fantastic. Knowing that that's going to come out and drop on, on September 19th, w like, where's your, your emotions? Are you just sort of like, ah, it's done, it's going to come out, or are you anxious? Like, well, I'm very where, anxious. where are you from an emotional standpoint? Um, the video is quite political in nature. It takes place in, it's like, it's a flashback that takes place in the 60s in the States during the uh, Black Panther power movement. Uh, so, I did a lot of research. I had um, a friend who's an amazing historian who's going into law school who also helped me with research as well. And uh, we just really try to make the plot foolproof and seamless. Um, so now it's in the editing stages and I, it's, it's, it's a little bit out of my control right now. Yeah. So I'm really anxious <laughs> about it. Um, and uh, yeah, his, sorry, his name was Kalik. Um, and the person that's doing the video, um, that directed the video is Sparks, uh, CA Cinematics. If you guys want to 
uh, Check search it out. him up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was amazing. Very patient, very patient guy. So I'm I'm excited, but I'm very nervous yeah. about the outcome of it. So um, what's and it's sorry. It's, it's just something that I really. Um, I put a lot of thought into it, so I'm very anxious to release it and just show everyone and see every how it's being received. So yeah, I'm just excited. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's funny as you're going through that, and that's why I asked you about the process, is that, you know, as quote-unquote consumers, we just see the end product, right? Mm -hmm. We don't see all of the work that goes into writing a song and then collaborating with people, coordinating people for video, like all of that yeah. that goes to make a two to four minute video, yeah. right? We're just sort of consumer performance like, oh, that was great. Or that, that you know, ev evoke some emotion, but there's a long, yeah. it's a long journey, right? Oh, absolutely. So I think maybe where I'd like to ask is just take a, a, a deeper dive on, on the, 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 the story. What inspired you to say for my first video, I'm going to do this. Cause you, you talked about, <laughs> uh -huh. you, you sing a lot of love songs. Not, I don't know if they said that, but I'm, I'm assuming that you yeah. sing a lot of love songs that you like that. This one is more political in nature. So where, where did that um, decision happen? Um, I feel like it was just going to happen because of just of how like, I am. Um, but so like the, the story kind of follows just like me, who's just at, at first just kind of like, just a black girl in the 60s, just kind of existing, you know, just doing her. Doing your thing, yeah. Um, and then she meets a guy within the Black Panther Party who is... Um, I, I, I really tried to build a character around him that wasn't A, overbearing, B, very respectful, and C, I didn't want to create the dynamic of, like, him teaching me or, like, like you know, like, damsel in distress yeah. kind of thing. Like, I really wanted to... Um, enforce that through him like exposing me to certain things like I took it upon myself to kind of um, be more conscious of the things that were going on so I kind of really like allowed um, for the viewers to kind of follow her process in terms of um, being more exposed to the Black Panther Party all the way up to being a leader and I also just wanted to really highlight um, the impact that black women had on this movement and almost every movement um, because I find that there's a lot of erasure of black women um, in history um, and I feel like a lot of the the people that we know or like the figureheads are usually men um, and it neglects all of the uh, types of work that were honestly the Black Panther Party could not exist without uh, these women um, so yeah, like it it's it's a very it's 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 very politically charged. Um yeah. and 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 the reason why I wanted to do this now is just because I find that there's a lot of parallels um with what was going on all the way back in the 60s in Oakland and in like the rest of the states and what's going on now here yes. in Toronto, right? Yeah. So, um it's very topical. Exactly. I mean, it, it, so as a as a black woman who's who's putting that message forward mm -hmm. or who's who's thinking through that or and forcing viewers to to understand and 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 digest that you know sometimes i think i'm like wow we haven't come very far because these stories mm -hmm. are still relevant but w what's your take on that do you think that we've come 
like we've progressed as a society or do you think I think society has a way of absolving an issue and then kind of like creating a new one that's just the same issue you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like for like for example in the video I um, depicted the breakfast program that um, the Black Panthers had and like a lot of people have said hey like my survival was based on getting free breakfast every morning Um, and then you kind of see like in, in, in Toronto at least there's like there's a welfare system and there's there's all of these things that are going on but then you see all of these cuts in terms of like um like i know the thing with like the autism and like yeah. like there's just a lot of a lot of like we progress and then we just and we regress yeah there's, yeah, there's a lot so, of back and forth there yeah yeah so it's like it's not to say that there has never been progression but it's never been a straight line of progression I'm I'm interested. What did you study, or what are you studying, and what's like what's your background? Because it seems like there's a lot of things that are informing <laughs> you from an educated perspective about what you're putting out from your music. Yeah. So I um, studied communications. Um, I'm graduating soon, but um, yeah. So I studied communication studies. Uh, prior to that, I was in history. Okay. Um, still love history. Just not. I was like, <laughs> but um, yeah, like for a long time, I really wanted to be a teacher, and like I got into teachers' college and all that, and I just was like, I feel really boxed in. Like I was really young, and I'm like, I'm not ready to make this decision for the rest of my life. Like I don't know if I want to be teaching yeah. these kids. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if I have that patience yet. But um, I still definitely feel like find value in being like an educator and like not even just an educator but just being a part of like the knowledge sharing process um because i i find when you use the term educator it kind of is like a one-way term yeah yeah. whereas it's multifaceted really yeah whereas like i i honestly like i seek value in getting knowledge as much as i do giving it and yeah, like I'm just honestly like even outside of school, like I've just always learned. Like I was um, a part of the York United Black Student Alliance um, as the VP event um, that definitely helped my politics uh, grow um, through being within the, the the group and also just like the connections I've made um, through that group. Um, and right now I'm working for Rania Rights who um, does uh, artist and anti-oppression workshops um, everywhere. She's amazing, brilliant, um, and I love working for her, and I feel very fulfilled um, being the uh, media coordinator for her uh, just because I feel like she's doing extremely valuable work. and yeah, she really, she really person. is, and we're mm-hmm. going to be speaking to her at Fifty Four Lights uh, later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, you know, you and her are aligned in in the sense that you also are doing amazing work, not only through the, your music, uh, which which has expressions of love, but also um, some political uh, messages as well. Sweet or savory? Sweet. <laughs> oh, okay. Favorite dish? Or favorite <sighs> sweet? Uh... 
I could give you a blank check to go anywhere in the world for two weeks, where are you going? Uh, definitely somewhere in the continent, just because I haven't been back in so long. I don't think I would necessarily go back to Ethiopia. I mean, definitely an option, but somewhere in the continent, somewhere in Africa, for Fantastic. sure. Yeah. Education slash enlightenment. What what is Kibra's art doing? Is it educating or is it uh, entertaining? Oh, um, I hope to do both. Um, I think like even with things that are like more entertaining, I still want it to be like a, a teaching moment and like a knowledge sharing moment. You know, um, the song that. I, I have the video for it. it's literally just a love song like yeah. it's there's, the there's it. no there's um, in the movie about your life the biopic about your life who plays Kibra me <laughs> <laughs> no yeah I mean so once, you I, play you. once I get my acting in line then it's gonna I, I be you definitely play me fantastic <laughs> um What's the name? So there you have it. The conversation continues. Audio for this episode was mixed with the support of our producer, John Kitt, and recorded at the Eden Center in Toronto. Music for this episode was composed, played, and enjoyed with permission by Anjo. Remember to find us wherever you do your listening. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen, like, share. Until we meet again. Thanks for listening. <laughs>